Growing up sucks. Just ask Eric Lauber, father of three 20-somethings and a college professor for decades. Eric helps young adults get smarter, richer, healthier, and happier on the hashtag adulting podcast, Growing Up Sucks. So, hi, Sarah. Welcome to Growing Up Sucks, a podcast where you try to help young adults kind of get through life, make them smarter, richer, happier, healthier. So, I understand you've got quite an interesting challenge in, in college because you're a college athlete, right? Yes, I am. Well, I'll tell you what. We always start with you describing yourself. So, tell us a little bit about your background. All right. Well, um, I'm from a small town called Dumfries, Virginia. So it's about an hour south of Washington, D.C. Um, I've been swimming since I was 18 months. I was in swim lessons and then I joined a team when I was eight. And um, when I was eight up until I was 13, I didn't really much care for it. Um, it was more of just kind of a life skill that my parents wanted me to have. But um, when I was 13, I got this really great coach and I just got really motivated and like, um, I actually loved the sport and that's what pushed me to swim in college. Right. So you must have had some good success in high school to, to qualify <laughs> for a college team, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. What are your events? So I swim the 100 breaststroke, 200 breaststroke, 200 IM, and 100 fly. Oh, man. The fly is the hardest one. <laughs> <laughs> My high school had a, a swim team for one year, and I was on it, and, and the butterfly is by heart. Well, I can't do the breaststroke either, so what do I know? <laughs> you do two of the hardest. <laughs> and, and you're a college athlete. So how long have you been in college? Um, this will be my third year. Okay. So you've been a college athlete for three years now. Mm -hmm. and how's that gone? How's swimming in college been? Um, it's a lot different than high school. Um, a lot of the training that I do now is more focused on my events, whereas in high school it was pretty general, so it would hit everybody's events. Um, but I think that the environment's also a lot different too. I, like there's always a lot of positivity going around at practice and um, meets are especially fun because um, it's just the whole team is there bonding. And well, I mean, it used to be bond the whole team there, but with COVID we're kind of separated a little bit, but um, just the energy that we all have is just really great. And I love it. So, you know, I, I was a college athlete for a year, my freshman year. And, uh, you know, I would use the word, it's kind of like another family, right? You guys that close? You, you feel like that's kind of your cohort in college? Yeah, we're all really, really close. Do you, all, do you live together now in your third year or do you have other sets of friends? Yeah, I live with four other girls on the swim team. Mm -hmm. um, and it's pretty cool, like, because we all will get up at 530 in the morning and we'll all be downstairs, like, making breakfast and then we'll go to practice and um, it's really just cool to kind of like have people to live with that are on the same schedule as you. So you're not like, I guess, disrupting other people's schedules. Yeah. yeah it, it, that's what I've normally found. I mean, I'm, I'm in my fifties and I've been in the college environment nearly all that time. And mm -hmm. people on the same team often end up living together junior, senior year. And it is convenient because of the schedule. Sometimes you got to commute to the track or to the stadium or to the swim pool or and it just works out better that way, doesn't it? It does for real. Because if, um, like, let's say one of us oversleeps, then you have four other people there who can kind of come into your room and be like, hey, it's time to go to practice. So that's really nice. Yeah, but I think you said 5.30 a.m. You guys get up. 
<laughs> you've got to be some of the earliest rising college students I've ever heard of. 5.30 a.m. Tell me how that works. When do you go um, to bed? <laughs> at first, it was kind of difficult, but um, I'm usually in bed by 9.30. Oh. So um, most of the people in my house are in bed by around like 9.30, 10-ish. Um, but I think once you hit a rhythm, it kind of just becomes normal. Um, at least like last week when we had, I think we had like four, 6am practices, um, which is what we normally have. Um, I would just automatically wake up at five o'clock, just no alarm. I would just, my body would just wake me up, say, Hey, it's like time to go. And I was like, Oh, I want to sleep for like another 15 minutes. But yeah, you kind of get into this rhythm and it's, it's not as bad as it sounds. Well, it sounds like one of the topics you have to do is deal with time management, right? Mm-hmm. Has that been a challenge to be a college athlete? Um, sometimes, but I mean, I've had to have time management for most of my academic career. Like in middle school, I did track and field swimming and taekwondo. And then going into high school, I had to balance high school swimming, which was about 12 hours a week or no club swimming, which was 12 hours a week. And then high school swim, which also took up about five or if not more hours a week. So um, I learned from a pretty early age, like how to make sure I get all of my work done so that, you know, I'm always prepared for class. Yeah, that's, that's, that's admirable because I think that's going to pay off later. I'll just tell mm-hmm. you that people in, um, particularly now with a lot of people working from home, it takes mm-hmm. a lot of self-discipline to mm-hmm. work from home or just to work more independently, which is what I think a lot of corporate America is moving towards, whether it's at home or not. And mm-hmm. people like you and, and your teammates that have that self-discipline and always had that self-discipline are not going to find it very hard to suddenly get up early, go to work and stay at work for the hours mm-hmm. that are required. So it, it, it sounds like there's not a ton of partying going on. So this is, this is a good positive message for a lot of our college students. You can go to college and not party a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes, there's definitely a like my roommates and I, especially with COVID, we've had like little roommate kind of like get together. So we'll play games on the, on the TV. I think we played um, Jackbox TV. We play that one a lot, like Quiplash and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a really good time. Like I've definitely gotten a lot closer to them with the whole pandemic going on. Um, mostly because like there's some like we can only hang out with people on our team for the most part. Mm-hmm. So um, we've just grown all a lot closer. Well, that's great. So I think you said in the email that you're pre-med. So that's, that's a tough schedule. That's chemistry, biology, a lot of hard courses. So mm-hmm. what are your plans? So um, my plan is to attend LECOM in the fall. Wait, wait what's LECOM? Oh, Lake, um, it's Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. Big shout out <laughs> to LECOM. Okay, go ahead. Tell me about it. <laughs> Um, and so that's my plan to attend and I would hopefully like to become an oncologist. Um, but there's so many different fields and I'm still kind of figuring out where I want to go to. So we'll just, we'll see, we'll play it by ear. Yeah. You're a junior and, and, uh, Mm -hmm. oncologist is a cancer researcher or cancer treater, I guess. Correct. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I switched my careers multiple times, including my senior year in college. I went ahead and finished my physics degree. But then I went to graduate school in philosophy. So, oh my gosh. A, yeah, and then I ended up getting a PhD in psychology. So it's not unheard of to make a change. But then again, I was in grad school a long time. So you don't want to be in, lo- in grad school as long as I was, which was <clears throat> eight years. So don't try that. 
not if you can help it. <laughs> so off to grad school, after undergrad, you get through here, but you're in the middle of COVID trying to deal with swimming. So um, why do you want to be an oncologist? Why do you want to pursue that? Um, I've kind of always had like a love for medicine, I guess you could say. My mom is a nurse um, and my grandma's a nurse. My aunt's a, um, a paramedic. Um, so I really just got into it, but it was around eight when I was eight years old, I found out that my fourth grade teacher had cancer and she had passed away and I was devastated. And I came home to my mom and I was like, I think I want to be a cancer doctor because, um, then she also told me the story about, about my grandma who, um, passed away from thyroid cancer. And it was something that was like very thyroid cancer is like one of the more easily treatable cancers. And, um, the one doctor read the file wrong. And so it said that she, they said that she didn't have thyroid cancer when she did. So that delayed treatment and it just got worse. So um, from then on, I kind of thought to myself that I wanted to be um, an oncologist so that I wouldn't make that mistake for someone else. Like I want to really help people. And I'm really fascinated with um, just medical things and like the human body. I'm taking advanced human anatomy right now. And some of the stuff we're learning is really interesting. And um, I just think it's really like fun to learn about. No, I, I, I suspect you're a strong student. You got good grades, right? Yes. <laughs> I think, and I think the reason, because you just said you like learning. You like learning the stuff that you're studying. And that makes it easy. It makes it a lot easier than, than hating what you're studying, right? Right, right. I mean, the, the content is still very difficult, but... Um, I, it doesn't feel like I'm having to like drag my feet and like, Oh man, I got to go study this anatomy. Like it's kind of like, I want to study it so that I can learn more about it and like I can apply it in the future. Yes. Yes. I think if every student had that attitude, they'd find college a lot easier. The, yeah. <laughs> the academics is easy. If you're curious, mm -hmm. if you're just curious about that topic, you find learning about it that much easier. Really? That's true. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you a trick question. So what's your most frustrating experience in college or being a young adult and, and how'd you get through it? Um, I would have to say some of the classes that I took um, were very difficult. And I just, a lot of the, for a lot of the material, I just was not understanding it. And it was really frustrating to me because normally I'm someone who can, you know, grasp concepts pretty easily. But for like organic chemistry, that was one of the first classes where I was like, oh my goodness, this is really hard. And it was something I'd never seen before. And the first, I think the first exam I got like an 80 and I was so happy with that. Then the second exam came and I got a really, really low score. And so that was just really hard to deal with. But um, I think that made me work that much harder in that class. Like, I think I thrive more on like challenges. So like, if something is really, really hard, then I want to do even better so that I can get the grade that I want. Right. Good. Good attitude. I'm sure that's that athlete coming out in you too. Like, oh yeah, I'm very competitive. <laughs> very competitive. You know, quick story. Me too. I took a class called neuroanatomy at the University of Michigan Medical Center because I was a psych PhD there. I got the lowest grade on the first test because I was competing with pre-med or med students. They were not pre-med; they were med students. But I was a psychologist, thinking, you know, these are like, oh, it's so hard, so hard to take neuroanatomy. <laughs> 
But I studied more than I'd studied in any class in my life. And by the time the final came around, I'd gotten up to the top 25%. Mm -hmm. But, oh, my goodness, some of that stuff is difficult. That's why we got to respect doctors and nurses and, and all these <laughs> oncologist people. It's this stuff mm -hmm. not everybody can do. They just can't master that content. And mm -hmm. Particularly at the pace that I know they do in med school, where they mm -hmm. go so fast through all this. So mm -hmm. the big challenges ahead of you, but you're, you're still, so what did swimming teach you? Um, swimming taught me a lot about work ethic. You know, if you want something, then you need to work towards it. Um, and also that you're going to fail a lot of the times. Like I failed a lot in my swimming career. Um, my freshman year of high school, I missed um, the regional team by one spot in both of my events. And so I was like, okay, well, I never want to feel like this again. So I trained as hard as I could that summer and I ended up making it by a lot the next time. Mm -hmm. And then my freshman year of college too, I missed making the PSAC team. And so that summer I really, I was going to the gym, like I would swim in the morning and then I'd run to the gym and work out for another hour after practice. And I was just doing all these things that I was like, if I, if I know in my heart that I did everything I could, could then so be it but I wanted to make sure that like I just left it all out and you know whatever happened happened at that point I'm tired just listening to you Sarah I'm like how <laughs> how do you do go to swimming practice and then go to the gym for an extra hour I, <laughs> I took a run over lunch today and I need a nap <laughs> and it wasn't a long run it was a short run but I am in my 50s so I'll give myself a little a little leeway okay. <laughs> it is good to be in shape I hope you stay in shape for life by the way even Thank if you, you. Don't, don't work out four hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not four hours a day, but um, I hope to keep going to the gym and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, being healthy sets up all the other aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. If you feel good about your, you're in shape. I don't mean you have to look like, you know, some superstar, but if you feel, you feel fit, mm -hmm. then you, you get other things done and you feel good and you have confidence and you, and you go try more things. I think that's mm -hmm. important to stay fit. So mm -hmm. congratulations for, uh, for the career that you've already set yourself on for staying fit. Thank you. Um, so uh, you've, you're a junior now. So give us some advice to incoming college athletes. What, do, what would you tell them if you could sit them down? Hmm. I would say that um, academics comes first for sure. And the way that I kind of set myself up for like at least my freshman and sophomore year is that I would make sure that I could get all of my homework done before practice. Just, you know, as soon as I finished the class, I'd go and work on the homework and just get it done. Because then after practice, you know, you're really tired and you don't feel like doing like, you know, schoolwork. So I think like if you just kind of, as soon as you get the assignment, you work on it and like don't procrastinate. Um, I think that'll be really helpful. And also like your teammates are your like, are your new family. So like if you ever need anything, you know, don't hesitate to ask someone on the team. Like, I mean, people from our team are always like, hey, can we get a ride to Walmart? And usually one of us, if not more, will hop on and say, yeah, we can give you a ride. Like we have to go to Walmart too. Um, so I think, I think also being an athlete really helps with like the transition from high school to college. Cause I came to a college where I didn't know anybody, you know, I'm from Virginia coming to IUP. I wasn't really familiar with, you know, the camp, like the area either, but, um, having the swim team here really helped me out a lot. My roommate, um, my freshman year was a townie. And so she really helped me out a lot with like navigating campus and like making sure that I was like all good. 
So, um, yeah, I think it's really helpful to have like a team and then, you know, you'll have what, I mean, I'm not sure how many people are on each team, but at least in my case, I have like basically 30 built in like friends. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's, and yeah, a lot of teams are that size or are roughly over 20 for sure. And they get up to that size. So do you think it's important though to also make friends that are not on the team? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, especially like, with classes too. Um, cause my room, my freshman year roommate, she's also my, she's still my roommate, but, um, we are both in like relatively the same major, but we still have slight differences in classes. So, um, I've had to reach out to people who weren't on the swim team and be like, Hey, you know, uh, maybe we could study together or something like that. And sometimes they would have like study sessions while I had practice. So there's always somebody that I could ask like, Hey, what did the professor go over in the study session? You know, could you just send me the notes real quick? Um, so yeah, I think it's also important to have friends that are not on the team. I see. It's a more of a challenge to reach out to them, right? You have to be, you have to take the mm-hmm. initiative kind of, because you're, you have such a tight schedule. How, how do you <laughs> fit in other friends? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Where you find coffee? Well, you brought up professors. How our professors been pretty good about you being a student athlete and working that out? Oh yeah, they've been very, very like considerate and helpful. Um, I know a lot, of, like especially well, co- the coaches too have been really helpful. Um, it's always academics come first. So if I have a problem, I'll text them and say, "Hey, coaches, my professor has this review session at four o'clock. We have practice, you know, at four. Would it be possible?" for me to make up the practice like earlier in the day so I can go. And the answer is always yes. Like they'll think we'll figure out some way around it. Um, and for meets, the professors are super good about it. Um, they give us times to come and make up exams if we need to. Um, even, um, just like general help for like, Hey, we're really struggling in this class. Like we're student athletes. Um, we don't have time to go to the SI. Like, could you just help us out? They're pretty considerate and like, um, they'll definitely help us out for real. You said something about don't have time to go to what you used initials. What would, what was that? Oh, um, supplemental instruction SI. It's like, it's like extra tutoring for the class. And this is, this is for athletes or this is for anybody. It's for anybody, but sometimes they schedule, um, supplemental instruction during practice times. So, um, yeah. You study tables in, in your call and your, uh, as a college athlete, do you have a requirement to go to a study session or something? So our, my freshman year, we had um, study hall, which was all the freshman athletes. And um, we had to go for three hours, I believe, a week. Um, and that was just for the first semester. And if your grades were good enough, then you could stop going. But um, if they were too low, then you'd have to keep going. Um, but I think that was really important too, because it gave us like designated time to do our homework. So there's like, you're in this quiet room with all these other athletes and you just have to sit there and, you know, do your homework and work was pretty helpful. I want to go back to something you said in the beginning, about just do your homework right after class. A lot of students, mm-hmm. um, when they leave high school, they're used to doing the homework at night because mm-hmm. they're in class all day long. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they have a, a sport after school. And then mm-hmm. they got to get dinner and then they do the homework. But um, a, you don't have to do it that way in college, right? Because you're only taking 12 to 15 hours of classes. It's mm-hmm. really helpful to study during the day, to go yes. to the library between classes and knock out one or two hours of studying. Do you agree with that? Yes, for sure. It's like in high school, like you had to be in class and like 
do all that stuff. So you're tired afterwards, but with um, classes being pretty short, I think that it's really important to like work during the day. I think a lot of people like kind of like, Oh, like I'll do it at night. Like I've always done it. But um, personally I get super tired around nine (laughs) o'clock. So I don't feel like doing any homework that late. So my goal is to get it all done before like practice. And if I can't, then as soon as practice ends, I come home, eat dinner and then I start working on it again. Yeah. And I think even if you're not a college athlete, I think you, it's good advice to not think that you're going to get it all done at night because, mm-hmm. A, it can be more than a couple hours worth of work because mm-hmm. you're, you're in college now. And, and B, you should study when you're the most awake. You shouldn't yes. try to be studying when you're falling asleep. You're not mm-hmm. paying attention, and so therefore you're not learning. And if you're pushing right. it off until the, the evening hours and you're half asleep and you're making you keep your eyes open, you're not learning. It's not sticking. Mm-hmm. do it during the day and start that habit as a freshman quick mm-hmm. story i may have told this someplace else so i was in a i was in a fraternity and we always got together after dinner and watched a tv show called baba block sheep which you don't even <laughs> know about um and then they took it off the air and i remember thinking what am i going to do now i and i just said i'll go to the library i guess and I became my new habit was just to go to the library right after dinner. I mean, instead of waiting for another hour or two, and mm-hmm. my grades went up and my productivity went up and I was awake and everything was better. And that, the cool thing is once that's the habit, you have to decide not to do it. Right. So not going to the library made me I had to go through a process of thinking, well, do I really want to give up that library to go do this other thing? And mm-hmm. It became the default. I think you have that kind of pattern. You have a default pattern. Here's where I study. I get it done and then I can move on. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And for at least finals, um, finals week is already very stressful, but, um, as far as studying for myself, it like my rule is like, I'll study all day. And if I don't know the material by eight 30, then I'm not going to know it. So I'm just going to go to bed, get a good night's sleep and then wake up early to see if I could figure it out. And if I still can't figure it out, then just go and take the final and hope for the best. Hope for the best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's another piece of study advice is don't, don't Mm -hmm. pull an all nighter and think you're going to walk in and do your best performance. You got to get some sleep. Right. I've knock on wood. I've never pulled an all nighter in college. (laughs) I think I did twice in my entire college. So I, I agree. It's not useful to pull an all-nighter and then go try to take a big test. You know, right. You're better, you're better off getting a good night's sleep if you can get it. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, do you have any other advice for, for uh, young adults at all? Anything you want to throw in there before we wrap up? Um, you know, just enjoy your college years. It, it goes by really fast. I know people kept telling me it would go by super fast. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, because when you're a freshman, you're like, oh, I got, you know, three more years ahead. But um, as I found out, that can quickly turn like into your last year swimming. I didn't even know that um, I was going to be graduating this year until I think maybe two or three weeks before scheduling. And it kind of took me aback. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not ready to be an actual adult. <laughs> like, and, you know, go to med school and like start my like career. Um, but the more I thought about it, it was just like the right move for me. And I was like, OK, you know. I need to do what's best for me. And if they're letting me going to, if they're letting me go to med school early, then I should take it. Um, So just enjoy it. I know it's hard sometimes with, you know, schoolwork. Sometimes I'm just like, Oh, I can't wait to graduate. 
but um, just really enjoy the moments that you're, and like the memories that you're making, because I mean, you're only going to be in college for a set amount of years. Yeah. Well, unless you're like me and you do it way too long, but yeah, <laughs> for most, most real people, average people, normal people, you're only in for a small number of years and that's okay. <laughs> well, Sarah, I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me today. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Growing Up Sucks podcast with Eric Lauber. 